Yo. Hey, how are we doing? Good, good. Here we go. Episode number two of Open Mic. <laughs> yeah, welcome, welcome, welcome to it. So, just been a, a short time since our last episode. Um, got three uh, fresh kind of new topics uh, and kind of, uh, kind of spinning and getting more comfortable to this, I think we are. Yeah. Um, so... Let's uh, first of all, how's the how's it been since uh, your since the last episode? How have you been? Good, good, and uh, just one day at a time and uh, enjoying retirement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so for anybody that doesn't know, um, you what we got on here, we got uh, Maku Maku Benno down there in uh, the great state of Georgia. I myself, uh, Mike Bernadine, the son, that is the old man down there in Georgia. I am the son up here in Pennsylvania. Um, and this is just a little podcast, a little thing we're starting to do to have some fun. Just BS and, uh, and uh, you know, just, just have some fun with things. Um, so let's get into t- today's, t- tonight's episode. So three topics uh pops why don't you lead it off with uh what, what are three topics we're going to talk about today well uh the first one is going to be uh, uh coal region uh how you brought not not how you were brought up but coal region lessons learned as well as uh you know our our uh normal addition to uh pour it and they will come and then uh what was the third one, Mike, uh, we're going to finish up with? Oh, yeah. We, we want to talk about just, again, kind of keeping a light, seeing uh, the broad perspective, but just kind of seeing what uh, what are you watching right now, yep. uh, whether it's on Netflix or anything like that, or what are you listening to right now is even the bigger thing, because um, I know you're as music-minded as I am. Yep. Um, and, uh, and yes, yeah, so just kind of seeing what, what, you're, what you're doing, what you're listening to, or what you're watching. Um, and then we'll finish out on today with our uh, good old MB3D moment, uh, which <laughs> we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, but the first topic, let's get into it. It's uh, and this is kind of for anybody listening that that may not know, um, but we are from the coal region, Schuylkill County, Pennsylvania, originally. Uh, in the shadow of all the coal mounds and the mountains and the quarries and everything else. Um, I know many will debate, oh, we're, no, I'm from the coal region, uh, you know, out towards Pittsburgh. But I'll tell you what, we are the blue collar coal region skook kids. Um, yep. That we all played in, on, the, on the coal mounds, put it that way. So what is one thing that you can, if anybody would ask you to describe where you are from, um, whether it be the metropolis of Mono City, the good old MC where you were born and raised, or just the coal region in general, what is one way you can describe the coal region? Well, there's a lot of different ways you can describe it. I mean, I remember when I was growing up, it was just the east end and the west end. That's all. That's all it was, you know. And then people ask me, well, where do you live? I say Maple Street. And there is no Maple Street. Only in the West End. <laughs> Spruce Street. Only in the West End. You know. <laughs> but uh, at the same point, the city of Mahanoy City was exactly a mile long on Center Street. So kind of 
like all the other coal region towns in the area, you blink, you drive right through them, you know, but <laughs> um, long and short, I mean, it was a lot of family oriented, a lot of diversity to the point where you had your Slovak, your, your Czechs, you had your you Polish, you had your, and talk about respect. Uh, these, and I know just from our personal family, we had a huge family, uh, the Polish end of it amongst themselves, they would talk strictly Polish. And when other people came into the circle or were visiting or came into pop store, they would talk English. Uh, and that was just a huge respect out of number one, coming to the country, making a living and trying to do what America is supposed to be. You know, yep. So, so when you say um, pop store, so you are absolutely talking about um, your grandfather. Yes, Albert. my it would be my great grandfather. Um, so, give give the folks kind of a, a quick background on what kind of store it was. Well, it was just like your your neighborhood catch all. It had everything. You know, he he was butcher background, but a lot of it he had his little candy thing up there and, you know, chicken, meats, stuff like that. And he might have, you know, maybe some milk here or something like that. Like, you know, whatever the neighborhood needed, you know, and they would contact him and he would do it. But the, the creative thing, and this is where I got my uh, first experience in the bartering system was right here <laughs> at this store. I mean, you, you would go in and, and later on when, when the, I guess the, the uncles ended up selling, we, we ended up selling the house and that uh, we, we found stuff and, and, and Mike has some of the great grand his great grandfather's uh, uh, how, how would your receipts, Mike, or, or what would you say his tab book or whatever you want to call it. But it's, it stated, you know, half a ham, half a chicken to whatever neighbor and what they paid, what they own. So you had <laughs> An honor system. Can you believe that? An honor system <laughs> where you would turn around and say, I'll give you a dollar now. Next week, I'll give you the other dollar. But you got to understand where these people were coming from. The Greatest Depression, they were coming out of it. This was, you know, the end of World War II and, and, and the whole nine yards. And, and they were coming into this stuff, trying to make a living for themselves. And obviously, Grandpap and Graham. 15 kids nine boys and six girls they 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 did a lot you know and home cooking it just trickled down you did everything for yourself clothes making uh it wasn't like you were going down there and buying a a, a nice pair of sneakers you know talk about hand-me-downs wow you know it was a lot of this stuff was and it was respect you know and if anybody got anything new it was very rare but at the same point, that's where I think I want to start the first thing off. You know, when, when you're grown up like that, uh, our mom and dad made it a lot better than what dad had and mom had, you know. And then obviously, I you, you want to do that to your children, you know, give them the best shot to do better than you did. And, um, you know, I'm proud of you and, and, and I know what you've been doing and you're doing an awesome job. Uh, same thing with Mayor. Uh, but at the same point, it's just like, 
this is, I think is getting lost in today's society. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I think the, um, there, there is a disconnect to some of the things. Well, there's disconnects to kind of where you come from or where you came from, put it that way. Right. Um, you know, I know, uh, I, I think that's one thing that, um, our, our family has been very solid with is the connection to itself. Um, and when I say the connection to itself, I mean, you're talking about, you are one of seven yes. and then your father, my grandfather, he was, uh, one of 13, 15, 15 excuse me, 15, one of 15. So, you know, this was, yeah, like you said, hand-me-downs, it's the blue-collar aspect. I mean, it's blue-collar before blue-collar was even a thing. Right. Um, you know, it's it's work hard. Um, yeah. You know, I think my adage of <laughs> my adage of coal region is the thing I always joke with, and I say I'm, I'm from Schuylkill County and the coal region, and, and listen, the fact is we night, we may not work smarter but by hell, we will work harder than anybody else. <laughs> That's the one thing I think I, that I absolutely, we will outwork anybody. We may not work smarter than some, but we will absolutely outwork uh, everyone Yeah, <laughs> on that notion of it. And, and, that, and that, that says a lot. Once again, we talked about this, the last show is, is it about parents, you know, and, Mm-hmm. And in order to survive and talk about survival, that's pretty much what it was is, you know, you know, your grandfather, my dad would be telling us, Hey, when, when it was supper, you came and you were late to the table. You didn't get nothing or very little. And it was kind of the same thing with us. I mean, you know, go outside and play. We went outside, you know, and then, when mom would yell supper or something like that, everybody's running off the hill, running around the corner. Hurry up. We got to get in, you know, uh, not that we went hungry, but at the same point, it was just like, you knew it is what it is. You got to get there, you know? So, but, uh, I guess the two words you really want to say is hard work. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I guess, I mean, I guess that kind of answers the second part of the question of, um, you know, what, what lessons have you learned from growing up in the cold regions? And I I think that's it to uh, let your hard work speak for itself. Um, rather than sometimes the mouth or anything else, your, your hard work, you know, will prove itself, um, at some point for sure. And, and you can, you can put it into a couple, couple different categories. You know, you got your hard work, you got family and then you got religion and then you got music. (laughs) <laughs> and then in, in in there i mean you can touch on each one of them and you, you can guarantee that your family is relate or is has something to do with each one of them you know and that's yep. and that's where you got your start from i don't care which one of them categories but it started there now how you take that and how you expand on that and how you promote that to your your own family is is obviously up to you but um no, I, I, you know, looking back, I would never, ever change anything the way it went. Was it ugly at times? Hell yeah. You know, brothers and sisters fight. <laughs> but at the same point, it is what it is. You know, you learn to grow. You learn to uh, share. <laughs> you, you, you learn to do things for others and might not want to do them, but you end up doing them anyway. And, you know, it's just it's stuff like that. But, um, yeah. All right. Holy yep. Oh, good. 
Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Yeah, it definitely. It's, um, yeah, it's that hard work. It's, it's also that, uh, being humble yep. for yep. sure. Um, you know, for sure. But, uh, no, definitely many life lessons learned in all of that. And I, I thoroughly agree. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't change anything of upbringings or anything else like that of families or anything else. I mean, listen, we all piss each other off some, sometimes it is what it is. Um, but it's also the fact of it's, uh, it's your blood. As I always, as I say to, I guess I'll say to all my cousins now is a hey, blood what's going on. And I am blood. I don't mean blood or clips or crips <laughs> or anything else like that. It's, it's blood. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, that's what we all are, and, and it is what it is at the end of the yeah, day. We were gangs before um, gangs, I guess. Yeah, I mean, listen, even even some that we may not be born into uh, uh, brothers or the blood of, of it all, but I got some I got some brothers that they are brothers to me. You know, I, I don't have a brother, uh, a, you know, biological brother, if you want to call it that end of it, um, outside of maybe that one uh, – Ethiopian child that mom sponsored years yeah, ago, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you know, <laughs> outside that, you know, Sally Struthers got mom on that one, pulling on some heartstrings, yeah. but that's besides the point. Um, we got a nice eight by 10. So, uh, wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so, all right. So let's, uh, let, let's move on to topic number two. And this is one that I believe will be definitely a reoccurring theme for us um, and definitely may change it up as we go. But it's pour it and they will come. So what are you sipping on? Well, obviously, we're going to have a little bit of uh, Michelob Ultra as we watch the uh, games here and the the Sweet 16, the last three games here. I see Gonzaga just pulled off Creighton, so. But uh, we will probably, I don't really want to crack open this maker's mark yet. So, but my <laughs> question to you, Michael, yeah. I have a bottle of Eight Oaks, and it is the Pen- uh, Pennsylvania uh. Rye Whiskey. Now, this is a aged no less than 12 months. This is from batch 20. Uh, I don't know if I ever tried rye. Now I heard different versions. Is it bitter? Is it, you know, and these, and obviously eight Oaks is from up the country up there in Pennsylvania. It's doing an awesome job up there. I think, you know, they're, they're growing it in the backyard and (laughs) serving it out front. So, but um, the, the Pennsylvania rye, what, I mean, is it bitter? Is it, is it, what is, rye tastes like in comparison to a regular bourbon uh it it kind of it depends well the the core of rye the core of rye whiskey or or if it even goes to the rye bourbon aspect of it is the the breakdown of it is it has to be distilled and now i may be wrong on the number but i know it's like 50 percent or 55 percent somewhere in there um of at least rye now, depending where that rye comes from, mm-hmm. um, now I know like Eight Oaks, they do everything basically right outside the distillery. Right. Um, you can look out and you can see the fields. Right. Um, so I know it has to be distilled um, from at least, uh, say, 50 to 55% of rye grain. So it's that grain. It's that rye grain um, in order for it to be categorized as mm-hmm. rye. 
the color on a rye whiskey, I think, is probably one of the more beautiful things that you can look at when you look at a whiskey or a bourbon and, and kind of just uh, lay them out. Um, I think that the color is 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 a beautiful shade to it. Um, and I know it, the biggest thing with a rye whiskey is it's actually the funny part about it is rye whiskeys have I know have been around for years, but it was always Canadian whiskey. Canadian whiskey was always rye whiskey. That that was the quote unquote tag, huh. the historical tag on it, um, because that's what a lot of the Canadian whiskeys used. Now, of course, now you see everything of I uh, like. I have I have. There's a bottle sitting on my shelf right now uh, of Michter's straight rye. Um, hell, I got an E. H. Uh, Taylor sitting right behind me right now. That's it's the straight. It's the rye. Mm. Um, I, I think a rye has nice flavor to it. Um, uh, many of the ryes I've tried, I don't want to say it, they don't have as much of a burn as some of, um, uh, some of the whiskeys or bourbons may have like a straight right. one. Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm a rye whiskey fan to be quite honest. I've kind of really come around to them only because, and it's probably because they've been pushed you know, oh, right. <laughs> everybody, everybody does a rye now, you know, um, it, it's, it's, I mean, the rye whiskey thing actually really developed. Um, I know it was Pennsylvania, Maryland was the big thing because they're rye, gro- rye growing regions. Okay. Um, so I know that's really where a lot of it came from. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a different flavor profile, but it's, I think it's good. I mean, I love them. They're, um, you know, a rye whiskey, I think some call it like a, it's the sibling to the bourbons, but it's a spicy sibling or something like that. Um, I don't necessarily like the spicy tagline to it, but there are some that, that are spicy. That's interesting. (laughs) Yeah. I think they're, um, um, I know one that's a family favorite, uh, of one of our, our bourbon whiskey connoisseurs is uh russell's reserve six year small batch um that one is it's sweet but it's bold but it's got a really unique uh flavor profile um and it's pretty much available about that intrigues me a little bit yeah i mean now listen it's not sweet you're not talking caramel sweet but it's absolutely it's it's really solid and i'll, I'll be honest the 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 michter's straight rye that i have right now is fantastic mm-hmm. Honestly, I will. It's fantastic. Um, it's one I, I definitely like diving into uh, more times than not. <laughs> yeah. um, and I know there's an angel. I'm a, I'm a huge angel angels envy fan. Um, that's usually my go-to when traveling places or, or going anywhere. Um, you know, if you go to the bar, what do you have? You have angels envy. Sure. Give me that. Cause price point, it's not bad, but it's, it's a, such a small, uh, such a solid pour. Um, However, they are doing a rye one, right? And but I have not tried it yet. I haven't picked the bottle up. I haven't seen it out anywhere to try it. I right. got like a bar, um, but I see it on the shelves, and I'm like, ah, I have so much yeah. other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get to it. I'll yeah. get to it. You know, that's kind of where it's been. So, um, and I am no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, and uh, I am sipping on tonight the uh, Wicked Double Hazy Juicy Double. Uh, Northeast P- IPA from Sam oh. Adams. 
Um, Sam Adams here in the, in the Lehigh Valley of Pennsylvania has a, a brewery and thankfully I, or I've stumbled into a couple employees that work there. And when I come to show them houses, they bring, they come bearing gifts for me. <laughs> so I've been getting some uh, easy breezy four packs for free here. Thankfully, um, at, out of their, their hall <laughs> oh, <very good. laughs> on that end. I do so. want to add, uh, I know, especially living down here for nine months now, I, I've seen a, a lot more moonshine than, than I, <laughs> I've ever seen. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, the first experience I had with moonshine was obviously in high, high school, and I thought it, we were drinking paint thinner. But at, at that yeah. point, it was one of those deals where the next, I guess, time I got an experience with it was watching Yonko drink it. In, in his little IV bottle that he used to have hanging up down the basement. <laughs> Yonko, what's in that? You don't want to drink that. Okay. And then I ended up finding out it was actually moonshine that he acquired from somewhere along the line. But I, I do know, <laughs> and this is, and don't get me wrong, I, I think it's a, is it a fad or is it going to go, go away? Is it staying? I, I'm still not how can I say sold on it, but flavored moonshine. Now I've seen different flavors. In fact, uh, Marin Justin had some they got from North Carolina when they were, uh, I think when they went on their little escapade last uh, vacation there. And uh, they, what the heck was it called? Moonshine something. And, and it was great. Well, did that take me back to high school? I drank it. I'm like, number one, I expected it to, to like, you, like, you know, any kind of hard, hard liquors to burn and it didn't burn. And I was like, Oh my God. But yet you had that grape aftertaste and it reminded me so much of a malt liquor back in my high school days. It was called malt duck. Now malt duck, <laughs> they were in seven ounce bottles, you know? So, I mean, there was, there was times where you get a case and geez, that's it. <laughs> but at the mm -hmm. same point, it was grape juice. That's what it almost tasted like. But then, you know, it had its little side effects. But uh, so I don't know if, you know, I, and I, no matter where you go, you can, you can go into the, once again, they're not called liquor stores down here, but you can go into the shops that sell this stuff. Um, it's interesting that you can see flavored moonshine and, you know, it, it's, interesting but is it a fad or is it going away and i i'd really like somebody to you know comment on that or send us an email about what do they think about it so um no that was, that was very interesting yeah no that that's um that that is definitely something that i yeah i mean you have all those uh uh, well down in georgia at least for you guys i know you walk into the gas station yep. and um you know, you got them sitting, the moonshine thing sitting on the side. Now, granted, are they, are they anything like, you know, straight from the still moonshine that's done, you know, illegally in sure. some places? Um, of course it's not, but it's, this is yeah, commercial right. distribution. Right. So <laughs> it is what it is. Um, but no, that's true. That's true. It's uh, yeah, it'd be great to hear some other thoughts on, on for some other people and, see what they think and uh if anybody even wants to comment on about the rye whiskeys um or any uh, whiskey bourbons or anything else like that please feel free uh to shoot us a message and and that'd be awesome 
Um, so, all right. So let's move on to number three. So I guess we can be doing this while enjoying our, our drinks of choice. Um, but what, uh, what are you watching right now or what are you listening well, to? I'm, I'm going to go, uh, obviously it, it's, it's very hard to say this, but I've been trying to watch the flyers, but, uh, exactly. In fact, somebody actually posted it on Facebook. It's like, it's a miracle. We won. <laughs> <It's> just, I, <laughs> Well, let's not even go there. I just I went on Twitter. Point, I mean, but uh, yeah, I, I I went on Twitter on a little bit of a thing the other earlier today actually um, because uh, I got a little fired up. I I saw um, a former player, Mark uh, Friedman. Yeah. Friedman, I uh, probably just butchered his name. Um, he's playing for the Penguins now, but he. Uh, he he was quoted in some newspaper article out in Pittsburgh that, um, you know, uh, he his favorite color is orange for the Flyers, but you know Pittsburgh compared to Philadelphia, the streets are cleaner, the people are nicer, and he all this other stuff. And I laughed, and I'm like, Mark Freeman, Freeman, the guy never no, saw never Philadelphia. Did. His entire career with yeah. the organization was with. It was in Allentown yes. with the Phantoms. Well, guess what, bud? You pigeon. <laughs> you freaking pigeon. Allentown compared to Pittsburgh is no oh. comparison. You're right. The streets are dirty in Allentown. They are what they are. Especially, especially uh, where, I just, especially it blew where my the mind. arena is. Don't walk through. Don't walk through. I'm like, blocks north, south, east, or west. Yeah, I'm like this guy's out here saying. It. I'm like he's. I, I don't even know how. I I couldn't. Even, I'd have to. I didn't. I, that's something I have to look up here to see even, even see how how many games he actually played officially with the the Flyers oh, up with the big league team because I can tell you right now. I mean, he spent majority of his freaking career yeah. in Allentown. Um, you know, the worst part about it is I know he even got he while being with the Phantoms. Um, I know he got a degree from Lehigh University. Oh, shit. It, it, so, you know, I know he's not a, he's not a dumb kid. That's that's for sure. Um, but I, I just laugh because I'm like, what? What? What are you talking about? Like, yeah, you yeah. never. Yeah. Allentown. <laughs> Allentown, you freaking pigeon. <laughs> um, so anyway. Uh, oh, here. I'm sorry. I just brought it up. Here we go. Um, in 2019, to 2020 season. Uh, he played six games for the Flyers. In 2020 to 2021 season, he played four games. So in, let's cut two, from 2019 to 2021. So 2021, yep. 2019. He played a total of 10 games for, in, for Philadelphia. In Philadelphia. Let's call it in Philadelphia. Outside of whatever he may did like during the training camps times and all that right. other shit. But he has about uh, 40, 50 games in Lehigh Valley. Or maybe he's talking about Reading. Now, if he's talking about Reading, I can't fault him for that. But it is what it is. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think <laughs> Reading might be worse than Allentown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Okay, if it's Reading, I completely understand. But, it, but that, see, that's, well, that's, the, besides that's the, the mentality of the organization. We're going to start them out here. You want to do good and get the hell out of here? Play hard. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean, now the guy, he's on injury reserve, I see now. Oh, so, uh, 
It, uh, sorry to see that, but it is still at the same point. So now I guess you're sitting around doing random, uh, yeah, random article. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. And here we are. The 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 penalty box uh, bench supporters. Uh, what do they call it? The quarterback or what do they call it? The armchair yeah, quarterback. Oh my quarterback, gosh! Right. And whatever else you want. Whatever. Anyway, I pay my money to see this shit, so I can say what I want. That's it. You're entitled to your opinion, uh, and that's what this is about. Right? That's it. That's it. You, um, music-wise, yeah. though, now, I'm, I'm obviously still pissed off about the Kenny Wayne Jeopard thing, but you know what? Yeah. It does not surprise that they get sucked into this political crap. Uh, it's cancel, cancel culture. culture. Cancel it's all about culture. Me. Poor me. No. I mean, he did a lot for, and and all you have to do is just watch the ten days out, and yeah, and, and you know this kid is not, not one ounce of his blood is racist. And, and oh, absolutely. If anything, he respects where he came from, the whole nine yards. You know, it's a shame, but at the same point. He's handling it like a professional. He's just going to keep on doing what he's doing and whatever. All because of uh, – and it's some of the comments on Facebook are awesome. That, you know, mm-hmm. all because he grew up watching a TV show and it just so happened to be a car. You know what I mean? You're, you're, you're whatever. But at the same point, it's starting to get a little old. And, and I, will put, <laughs> I will put it to you this way. Yeah conservative whatever you want to call me but 2022 it's not that far away it's a year away and then you just do what you got to do voting wise and hope for the best but at the same point uh a lot of people don't know what we have and it's the old cliche you don't know what you have until you lose it you know and that and and that's yep. and that's that's really a shame but once again it goes no back absolutely to you know, you didn't, you didn't have yeah. much growing up, but as you're getting older and as each generation gets older, you can hope that that generation improves and does better. And, you know, I just, I know several families and our huge family, I've seen that done cousins included, you know? Uh, and mm-hmm. it, it's, it's nice to see that some of the structure is still there, but at the same point, it's kind of scary. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And for anybody that uh, doesn't know the background of it, uh, Kenny Wayne Shepard is a significant blues guitarist, um, fantastic contributor to the blues scene for years now um, since he was uh, in his teens Um, from Louisiana originally. Yep. Streetport, Louisiana. Um, You know, he the the 10 days out that that maku talked about was a it was an album but he did a documentary of it um which was a fantastic thing where he really went kind of that back to the roots of of blues um he he went to basically the hometowns he traveled across the country um with the band double trouble who was the the rhythm section for Stevie Ray Vaughan, one of his personal idols, Kenny Wayne's uh, personal idols. Uh, so Tommy Shannon, Chris Layton um, on bass and guitar traveled the, around the South, um, going to some of the greatest hometowns of these greatest blues players um, and just kind of recorded everything 
from the small little juke joints and the porches. Uh, I think it stretched. It 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 was from like Kansas oh, to Louisiana, well, I know New Orleans, Orleans to Mississippi to yeah, all throughout the and south. The thing, um, and just really got back to the 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 back roads, the backbone of of, uh, of right. blues. Um, and the reason why we we were where we got a bad taste in our mouth is the national blues association. Um, Kenny Wayne was up for a, a major award, a major nomination, and they revoked the nomination most likely because I feel he was going to win or he was voted yeah, right. to win. Um, but they revoked the nomination because Kenny Wayne, who is a muscle car collector, Mopar, mm-hmm. as we say, um, uh, a muscle car collector, um, owns a general, a general Lee, uh, muscle car identical. I, I think, I believe it no, was I, one I, of them. No, he, general no, he, Lee. Redid, no? he redid one to make it look just like the one he watched growing up. Okay. So there you go. So yeah, exactly. So he, he has a general Lee Dodge challenger, um, with the rebel flag on yeah. the, on the hood or the on the roof. Yeah. And, uh, um, and, and, or, and yeah, he, he yeah, Confederate flag. obviously yeah. took the, I guess, and then somebody chimed in also, and I don't want to cut you off there, Mike, but somebody, I guess, on one of his guitars, he actually had the flag on there too. But, you know, I guess when all this mm-hmm. shit came out, it, apparently he took the flag off the car and he took the flag off the guitar. And then they still did this. And this is before. And I'm, well, it's, it, oh, God, where do you draw the line? Come on. Well, and that's that's it's funny you saying that. I know about the flag on the guitar. He yeah. did remove that. Uh, the flag on the car, actually, he still has that car, but the car permanently stays in the garage yeah. wow. because it, he's staying true to it or whatever. To me, it stayed true to it. Listen, this is something in your childhood. When he looked at the car, is. he didn't look at black um, or white. Well, exactly, exactly. This is, you know, j- jumping the roads and uh, whatever. Anyway, right. Duke's a hazard. But at it is the same point, is, you but... know, that 10 days out, that proved a lot to me about the young man. I mean, he actually went and found, like, if he did a song, a B.B. King song, he went and found B.B. King, played with B.B. King, uh, uh, Gate Mouth. He did a thing. He did a thing yeah, with Gate yeah. Mouth. And he did. Yeah. And it was so surreal. And for how many times, I, I uh, Cootie Stark. Is one of my favorites. Yeah, Top, yeah, you know, and he went through through all of these yeah. guys, but he made them do the song with him playing, and these people were yep. so happy, so enamored. Number one, they got a couple extra bucks because he came in and did it, <laughs> and like, oh, yep, we sure, young man. Let me tell you, you know, and unfortunately, I think it was within two years of the release of Ten Days Out. Six of the ten passed away. Yep. But just to know that yep. they were appreciated for what they did, and then he brought that to, you know, everybody that you know watched the film in the documentary or even listened to the albums. It was it was great. It was absolutely great to to know that you know. Hey, now I know you know. And one of my favorite tunes. Tunes, like I said, is because it it's the truth. Cootie Stark, you know, never seen no U-Haul <laughs> behind no hearth. And we, we do. We are all guilty of it. Material items. But guess what? It don't matter. You know, he even sings about, this guitar ain't mine. 
know, <laughs> that car ain't here. Yeah, you know, yep. it's, it's it's just some today we really gotta ah I don't know take a step back and enjoy. And we had this conversation no, a gotcha. weeks ago, Mike, and it was life's too short, can't take it for granted, and at the same point, you can't take it too serious either. <laughs> that's what, the truth. What? That's the damn truth. You're gonna get bitch slapped. Somebody's gonna make fun of you. We grew up Polish. How many Polish jokes is there? There's a lot. Believe me, you don't see me crying about it. <laughs> Do you no, feel offended? No. And at the same point, you know, you learn. Oh, okay. You learn number one to have thick skin. Number two, you learn real quick how to give it back. You know. So, and it was all in fun. Yeah. But at the same yeah. point. Somewhere along the line, something, I don't know. But I'll get off my soapbox now. Okay, I'm good. All right, Dr. <laughs> Seuss. All right, step down. Step down, Dr. Seuss. Step down. I have Pepe you coming in here uh, in about a half hour. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So, well, I think we've had a good talk here today. So, um, let's, let's talk. What's your MB? And actually, before we get into it, but if yeah. you want to explain – what MB3D, the moment, yeah, means. Each week we like to bring up a short thing just about this, you know, this week. What was your MB3D moment? Well, let's first describe MB. MB, Mike Bernadine. I talk to myself a lot, okay? Because a lot of times you can get a lot of answers, okay? <laughs> and my last year of teaching, I turned around and I made a promise to myself that it don't matter. You know, I'm either going to want to do it or I'm not doing it. So MB3D means three d's as in david or dog don't do that and i mean don't do that spell d-a-t so uh you look at it two different ways you know uh you type an email up you're pissed off about something you're going to send it and before you hit the send button which i can never find on the computer nah mb3d don't do that and you don't send it okay and then the other thing is the other version of it is mb3d then you turn around and say you know somebody comes in and say hey you know mike can you give me a hand with it nah, mike bernardine don't do that and you don't and you don't help them so <laughs> we like to always end the show on you know what is your mb3d moment of the week so moose what do you got my mb3d moment of the week um is um, it's dealing with work, just dealing with some business stuff and, uh, uh, you know, g- getting some feedback with it from just other, other fellow professionals. And, um, it, one of those things of knowing that, what are you talking about? You don't know what you're talking about type thing. However, yes, you, you hold your tongue, you wait a second, you know, they're wrong, but don't create the, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you don't gotta win the battle to win the war. You gotta win the war. That's the it. Don't rock. You know what I mean? So like, <laughs> exactly. So the, 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 the world, first of all, the world of texting when you're, you're trying to argue with somebody is stupid. Um, even when you're not trying to argue with somebody you're trying to get a point across is the worst ever because absolutely both sides of the party are taken uh, exception to whatever is being texted yeah, to no each other. And 
Yeah. And the, the problem is uh, you don't know how that person is actually coming across. So a lot of the times is, yes, this week I had to bite my tongue a lot or bite my hold my thumb, I should say, on the texts and uh, not respond back and just say, OK, let's do it. All right. You know, and say, okay, listen, I'm here for the bat. I'm here for the war. I'm not here for this short battle because this will pass and it is what it is. But if I let this battle go or I say, okay, don't worry about it, then winning the wars is, is going to absolutely be achieved in the long run. All right. Well, that's good because I mean, it it ain't worth it in the long run. So, and that's, and that's what you got to look at. You know what I mean? Um, Mayan, well, no, I mean it was a short time since we had our in between episodes here, but I I don't really think I had one other than uh, I'm a, an assistant baseball coach now, and I guess my <laughs> you having yeah, flashbacks, deja vu. It's been 26 <laughs> years, Mike. <laughs> and, <laughs> except except now at least you're not running no. from the garage. Getting off no, work, don't get me coming wrong. to practice. I, 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 so at wrong. least I'm that. <laughs> right. But, and it, and it, they're great. We're dealing uh, with five or six year that. olds. And it's just that, you know, you see the parents, they're, they're very respectful. They, they're you're so happy that, oh, we love these coaches and can hear them talking back and forth. But, you know, it, it's, it reassures me that, hey, they're kids. They're five or six year old kids. But I had a I had a little situation where there's three girls on our team, and the one girl I think she's like in love with me or something. I don't know. Hi, Coach B. Hi, Coach C. Okay, whatever. And then, uh, okay, now you're gonna hit the ball, and then you're gonna run the first. All right. And I point it first. You see first base down. Yeah, yeah, Coach. Yeah, okay. She hits the ball, and she runs right from the batter's box right to second base. And my poker <laughs> face, my hand went out. I just grabbed my hat, put it up, came down. I didn't say anything. I turned around, and her dad was standing at the fence saying, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, and he was so freaking serious. I'm like, dude, chill. I was laughing. I went over to him. I said, it's all right. I said, no, she's got it. No, buddy, it's all right. They're five. She she never played baseball <laughs> ever before. This is all part of the yeah. process, yeah. which reassures me that I'm glad I still have that little bit of patience, you know. And it um, so that's my that that that's my MVP. No, it sounds <laughs> that well. That sounds good. That sounds good. Um, new, you're still teaching the yeah. youth of America. However, in a different standpoint right now, in a different, different area, different theme now. So, um, but hey, well, listen, it was another good talk. We, I do want to just say a quick shout out and thank you, thank you, thank you um, <laughs> to our sponsors, Trucks, Trunks what? Up Boutique in Georgia, Bulldog Smoke Meats, preparing some of the finest meats that you can in Georgia. And, uh, of course, Howard Schaefer and Associates of REMAX Real Estate here in the, in the Lehigh Valley of Pennsylvania, uh, supporting everybody. But we appreciate everyone. We appreciate everyone for listening. 
And uh, please feel free. We love feedback, good or bad. We love to hear it all because it is what it is at the end of the day. So um, what we're going to do is we're going to head on out of this here. And Maku, we'll see you next time and and go from there. And we'll uh, lead us out with some Brothers Osborne. It ain't my fault.